0: know a flying flip i don't i mean i don't what how i'm not i'm not a sorcerer welcome to episode 13 of fits with a founder i'm nick Sherburn, your founder i'm here with cassie hola so what's new
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs>
1: he he's trolling me because before our podcast, they handed him a bullet-pointed list of like seventy-five things we have to talk about.
0: Well, we're gonna all get new. we're gonna get through all of it. We'll
1: okay. um, okay. start with Club Champion though.
0: Okay, what we got a lot of club champion news.
1: Okay, well, do we want to
0: start with like, do, this is like, do you want the bad news or the good news? Although all this is good news. I to
1: feel like there's bad news <laughs> no. that wasn't on my bullet points. Slow but down.
0: but it's always like, we're, what are we doing first? Do we want to give the big like the big moment, the big announcement, or do we want to go into demos first?
1: Well, now you've teased it, so let's talk about the demos, and we'll save the big. Announcement.
0: Okay, so you know you're gonna stay on your feet, you're gonna stay on your toes until we get there. But we got a lot of new demos. It's that time of year, you know, the next three or four months, got companies ramping up and. Uh, bringing out some new products. So some of the new things we got in the store is the new Ping I-59 iron. Yeah, so... They look um, really good. They do look really good. I don't know if I'm a good enough player for them. We'll find out. But uh, it's the I-500 replacement. Kind of the idea was is the I-500 was uh, pretty popular, really popular for that kind of uh, lower handicap um, player. But they wanted to make it even a little bit better, kind of like their Blueprint Blade and they've done some really nice things. It's a a really nice iron. So those are in the base. Um, We also have Callaway's new Super hybrid.
1: It's nice. We yeah, just posted about it on social. It looks really good, yeah.
0: But it's just funny that they call it super. Like,
1: yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of puns that can be
0: made. Yeah, I just, I don't I'm just like, this is, so what is a super hybrid, everybody asks me. I'm like, well, it's super. Yeah,
1: it's super.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, a super hybrid, apparently, I shouldn't say apparently, I know the answer, but I just think it's still funny. So for folks that may not love fairway woods or think they go too far, but the hybrid doesn't quite go far enough or is forgiving enough, this is like... Like the middle ground between yeah, it them.
1: It bridges the gap.
0: It bridges the gap. So um, this is the second go-around of the super hybrid for Callaway. The first one did actually really well. I, I thought it was kind of such a niche thing that it wouldn't. Is it niche or niche?
1: I, I think they're both technically correct, but I okay. say niche.
0: Yeah, well, that I like that niche. Yeah, niche sounds pop so anyway, it fits that little niche and um, you know, so come in and hit it's really good. It's performing really good. Yeah, we just did some filming on it, and um, I was pretty wowed by the results. Uh, Fuji putter shafts, Fujikura putter shafts.
1: I like it. Just in time for putter fitting month next month.
0: Yeah, there you go. Teasing putter fitting month. That's right. I mean, putter shafts are like the new up and coming thing. And I think still a lot of our listeners are probably like, well, what, what the hell is a putter shaft going to do for me?
1: I think we'll talk next month during our putter fitting month like, po- you know, podcast episodes. We'll talk about how that works to reach Yeah, out we to won't putter.
0: get into it today. But I will tell you, it's the real deal. And optimizing your putter shaft is the thing to do. We'll get into it next month during putter fitting month. Then. Yeah, it'll be good. But we got them. Um, the Fujikuras is in the store. They're really really nice, um, come test them, and then one of the bigger ones that a lot of golfers know is TaylorMade's P790. Yep. So new generation. Third generation now. Um, if you were to look at the scope of golfers, like the handicaps it kind of hits, anywhere from, I mean, technically scratch to like a 16, 17, or 18, it's like it's this wide scope. And when you look at like our sales of performance, like it's been one of the top performing irons for like the last six years. Yep. So, or I shouldn't say that. It'll be six years because it's the new generation, four years. But it's a really great iron. In fact, I actually did a fitting this morning um, for somebody that was... It said they would never play Taylormade and that iron fit them
1: did they did they sign off on it or did yeah they, they bought oh yeah. them oh nice okay. oh yeah
0: I convinced her <laughs> I well, convinced her. the data is—you yeah.
1: can't like if you see that you've got better distance dispersion and everything else. Why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, no, it was it was really good. And uh, so anyway, uh, we have those in the stores, some really popular. Get in forged, you know, forgiving, hot, all the good things. And then TaylorMade has their new uh, Milled Grind Three, so their third generation Milled Grind that kind of goes along always with the P790. Really good uh, wedges, uh, really sleek looking too. So. Yeah,
1: they look really nice. Yeah. Although I, I expect that at this point from TaylorMade, so there's that.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's good stuff. So. That's all your demos this week.
1: Cool. Yeah, so I mean that's a ton. And I would say out of all of those, the ones that we're hearing a lot about on social media so far are the P790s. So we'll see how those how those start popping up in customer posts.
0: I think they're gonna pop up a lot.
1: Yeah, they're really nice. Um, okay. okay, so
0: now can we talk about it? I guess. Okay. So, Good
1: do you want to announce it? want me to? I announce don't know.
0: It? I you know what? I'm gonna let you do it. Okay. You've been working hard on this, you do it, and then I'll I'll like clap and, and, and cry and all those things.
1: Okay, great. So <laughs> drum roll, please. Um, club Champion has officially signed Jim Furyk as a brand ambassador for our company. Nice. Yeah. So Mr. Fifty Eight himself, our producer's clapping <laughs> as if he wasn't along for the whole ride to sign <laughs> Jim Furyk. Um, Mr. Fifty Eight, um, you know FedEx Cup champion. He's been in the Ryder Cup this year. Will be his tenth year that he's been in the Ryder Cup. He's the vice captain this year. Um, Seventeen tour wins. Well, PGA Tour three champions, tour wins, major winner, like every accolade you could possibly have this man has and he also has an awesomely weird swing so I'm yeah. super excited about this
0: well what I get geeked out about and a lot of people actually it's funny we, we put it out on social today Tuesday is or wait what, no, it's nope Wednesday it's Wednesday I don't
1: even know what day it is
0: yeah no I don't um, <laughs> but anyway you know we put it out there and I get a lot of texts from friends and they're like Jim Furyk that's the, interesting you know Yeah. and I go well he's an icon but what a lot of people don't know is he's also kind of an equipment freak
1: yeah for sure so
0: I always tell the cool story and i got to talk to jim a couple weeks ago and i brought this up and we ended up going down like a 25 minute rat hole on it but what most people don't realize is jim Furick played the same steel shafts in his irons for like 20 years oh. called the Hump Shaft. They don't exist. They haven't existed in 20 years. He bought them all and built every set he ever had with these shafts. Oh finally ran out of them. So, you know, I go, Jim, what do you have to do? And he goes, well, I worked with Kim Braley, who was our guest on our last podcast. Yep. And we came up with a KBS replacement for it, but w- through many, many gyrations of figuring out how to do it. So he's really in tune with his equipment, which is a perfect fit for us.
1: Yeah, he's incredible. And he's, he's just one of those people. He's been around for so long and he's made so many impacts on the game and he's also just so fun to watch like I am I'm not the target demographic in general for golfer for the PGA Tour but Jim Furyk has always been one of my favorites
0: well I think our whole mantra at Club Champion is is you know it's yes we sell equipment but we sell performance right and what golfers need to realize there's so many different ways to get to that performance Mm -hmm. and Jim Furyk embodies the fact of there's many ways to get to peak performance, yeah. and he shows that, and that's what we do, and I think it's going to be a great partnership, and I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, me too. So that was that was our big news for this week. Nick was very excited to talk about it. I was. It. <laughs>
0: I, I like it. I, and we're going to have more of those as we go along because yeah. we're, we're growing our stable of ambassadors, if you will, um, and so this is really cool to be able to announce our first one. Uh moving forward
1: for sure so we have other non-club champion but still important golf news so as of recording the Olympics just recently wrapped up and USA swept golf they did yeah
0: Lexi didn't do it for us no that's okay yeah she played all right. she did yeah uh, but Nelly 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 took it home I think
1: I'm pretty sure Nelly was my my pick in general but I mean how do you well she's hot right now how do I mean, you go against that? Yeah,
0: she's hot. I mean, they're, uh, you're not going to go against her on very many things right at the moment.
1: No. So that was that was incredible. And they had such a, they, it, kind of similar to the men. The men, it was weird because they had a playoff for bronze and whatnot. But for the women, I think it got called for weather or whatever it was. Like, there was some drama at the end of that, too. Like, nothing can ever just be a straightforward round.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, di- I didn't get to see the end of it. I only saw it. Well, again, I never got on. I feel like I never saw any Olympics this year. Really? I only saw, like, little, like I told you, bits and pieces of weird things here and there, like speed climbing and stuff. Otherwise, my updates came from whatever sports show I was watching in the morning. Otherwise, I never really got to sit down and watch, so I didn't get to catch, like, the little details. I just saw that she won, which is great.
1: Yeah, she's and then she got to celebrate with her sister, which was yeah, cute. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. Speaking of Olympians, so Justin Rose just won the Payne Stewart Award, which is something that I only learned about um, the last time they gave it out, but it makes complete sense that Justin Rose would win an award for, you know, charity and sportsmanship. I don't think
0: Justin Rose likes the way he's playing the game of golf right now. (laughs) But uh, it's, yeah, I mean, he's, he always seems like a genuinely great guy. He's a good dude. Yeah.
1: Actually, funny enough, Jim Furyk, former Payne Stewart Award winner. There
0: you go. So Makes look sense. At that. Yeah. They're kind of that very similar cut. I actually read something interesting about Justin Rose. He, he, I guess he's not playing well because he has a lot of injuries. Okay. And like his back. And he built this RV, a recovery RV. Ooh. It has like uh, infrared sauna in it, all this stuff. And it follows him on tour. And that's how he recovers after rounds.
1: Okay. So Jason Day needs to look into that. That's yeah. what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's pretty incredible that you build yourself. Like he doesn't live in it or anything. Sure. It's just strictly for him to be like stretched out, do all this recovery stuff, like saunas. I'm sure there's like, I I mean, there's probably other stuff in it, but I'm a huge sauna guy. And so he uses the sauna that I use. And so that's why I saw it. They sent out a newsletter and they're like, oh, we're in Justin Rose's new recovery RV. Oh, my God. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know that was a thing. Makes sense, though. Probably (sighs) very expensive, but. Hopefully it gets him back to playing some really good golf.
1: I love Rose. Yeah, yeah. he's he's awesome. But that, that award just went out. Um so that's great. Good for him. Good dude. Um and then other PGA tour news. We are officially in playoff season, yo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I know you don't care.
0: I I, <laughs> you I, don't I, care. I wanna care. I'm gonna try to care this year. I'm gonna try. I just I it's again, it's like um it's like the scene in um the hangover.
1: Oh god. Where
0: um The one guy's, like, character's going to go play. He's coming down the escalator, and there's, like, the the equations are going around his head. (laughs) Yeah. And I love using that gif or gif or whatever, too. It's Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. And I always think of that because, like, I'll think I understand it and then I'll be watching it. And then they'll be like, well, if this person finishes here, I'm like, wait, how did they go from there points. to there? It's all, the, it's all about the points. Yeah, but the points are different per tournament. And then there's like these different kickers that like elevate people. Yeah, it's super stupid. It's weird. Yeah, and, and then if you it. win the whole thing, you can win the last tournament but not win the whole thing. Correct. Which, and vice oh, versa. that's always you- been that way and that always baffles me. And I get it, but I don't know. It's just, I feel like, They've probably done it right. They've obviously spent way more time and understand it better than I do. (laughs) It's just very weird to me, and it's sometimes hard to follow.
1: I, I get that, yeah. but you're gonna have to figure it out because this weekend is the Northern Trust, and the next weekend is the which is at
0: Liberty National, which I think is a really cool looking golf course.
1: It is. I think it's really nice. Yeah, I want to yeah. go play there. I'm just mad the BMW is not out yeah. here anymore.
0: I don't remember where it's at this year.
1: Not in Chicago. Well, I know that yeah. we don't have
0: anything in Chicago, which is sucks. Well, really we have the John Deere,
1: but that's not really Chicago. Yeah, it's it's Quad two cities. hours away. Still closer than anything else that's been going I on. I know. This
0: year. <laughs> of all the great golf we have here, how we don't constantly right. have it, and we had one for twenty some years. Yeah, but. Uh, well, we have
1: Medina. We have Cog Hill. Yeah. Like We have so many great courses. Oh, out. Olympia
0: Fields. Olympia they go fields, up and down. Yeah. yeah.
1: Come on, guys. Come on. Let's get it. Um, all right. Let's see. What else? Oh, so golf related, but not necessarily PGA Tour related. So NBA player J.R. Smith going back to school because he's got his NCAA eligibility and he's going to try his hand at
0: golf. So wait, he's, he was going back to school regardless. Yes. He's trying to get his NCAA. Did he get it?
1: I think I think he has the eligibility. Yes. Okay,
0: cuz I remember re- seeing it on ESPN or something that he was working towards getting it.
1: But, gol- but then I golf.
0: watched his golf swing and I'm like, okay. I don't know how good he is.
1: Um, I'm going to
0: put I'm going to put here. I'm going to put him at a 75 to 85 player. So I'm going to put him at like a solid 4 or 5 handicap.
1: Okay. I mean, better than I'll ever be, so there's that, but <laughs> Yeah, so that's, I mean, he's he's taken a weird kind of career detour. I need to
0: get J.R. Smith in a money game. Oh, boy. See what happens.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> I think it's interesting. That'll be an interesting story to follow along with, because NBA to basically PGA, or eventually, if that's what his goal is. Well, he's, what, go.
0: he's got to be late 30s now? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll see. Good luck to see you, J.R. Smith. (laughs) Uh, And then, so some movie news. We actually have a couple things that are movie news related. The first one is, and it blew my mind when I saw this post, but Tin Cup turned 25 years old this
0: week. It didn't blow my mind because it was with um, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore.
1: What, 25 years old?
0: Yeah, no, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I was 13 when it came out. <laughs> I, was <not. laughs> I was not.
1: It was, so, yeah, it was pretty incredible. I was reading all, they, you know, anytime they have a milestone like that, they have all the, like, 10 facts you didn't know about this movie, and da-da-da. And I did know most of those facts, but it was, like, holy crap. What do you think it
0: was? Or you just didn't think about it? I just
1: never really yeah. thought about it. And in my head, I'm one of those people where, like, the 90s is still 10 years ago. Like, I can't oh, wrap my head around it. Too. Yeah. So it's, like, when the somebody's, 90s like, oh. The was yesterday. Okay, I'm not quite. I was, I was a child, I, I was a baby.
0: Back, I would go back to the late '90s, early 2000s. I would say that war, that. Period in time was a really good period of time for me. As far as things I liked, movies, yep. music, things like that, um, I'd do that again.
1: Oh, yeah. I, uh, I I'd do most of it again. There are some <laughs> questionable decisions that I maybe wouldn't relive. Well, yeah.
0: But I'd probably <laughs> do them again, not even thinking about it, though. Yeah. That's the problem. I'd
1: love to revisit the Spice Girls era, but just, like, fresh. <laughs>
0: like, through
1: new eyes. <laughs> that would be that my That would goal. be interesting. You'd get to watch Space Jam for the first time ever. That'd be pretty great.
0: Did I tell you I watched the second one?
1: No. How'd you like it?
0: Because remember we talked about this. I said I would never do it. Oh, and then you told me on Disney Plus or whatever. Yeah, and so I'm like, let's do it. And kids sat down. We did it. Okay, so. It was not horrible. Sure. Okay. it was not horrible. Again, I had to get over the whole LeBron thing, which, by the way, I got some hate mail from that LeBron thing.
1: Did you? Yeah.
0: People were like, he's he's the goat. And I'm like, we're not going to have this discussion.
1: In fairness, the opening of that podcast episode was F LeBron or whatever you said. (laughs) So we like front loaded that. Yeah, no
0: question. I'm fine with it. It was my take. I'm owning it. And uh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going backwards on it because I still believe it to this day. (laughs) Uh, But every person that came back at me, I'm just like, we're not having this argument. You're just not going to win. No, but you know what? I thought that movie was okay. It was was better than I thought.
1: Yeah, HBO Max for anybody who's trying to watch it. (laughs) Um, So another kind of movie slash golf-related situation. Uh, Field of Dreams isn't really golf-related, but we're getting there. So we had the Field of Dreams game uh, this last weekend. It was the... White Sox, which is why it's relevant to Chicago. And there was a walk-off homer, which was pretty incredible. I'm a Cubs fan, and I'm excited that the Cubs are actually in next year's Field of Dreams game.
0: Yeah, with the Reds or something.
1: With the Reds, yeah. yeah. And I'm definitely going to try and get tickets. That would be incredible. That's uh, so, like, so like,
0: I am, uh, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a Cubs fan, but I'm not a Cubs fan that hates Sox, um, the White Sox. I will still watch a White Sox game um, because I like baseball. So I. This to me was an incredible game. I don't really watch that much baseball anymore. I don't have that much time. We watched that game. Actually, it's I was so at my cool. folks' house for dinner. And we, me and dad, made sure we got off, we got done with dinner, so we could go down and watch that game. Yeah. And I thought they did a great job of it. And I'm excited that they're going to do more. I think they should do more than one game a year.
1: I agree. I think the novelty is cool, um, at, like having it just once a year or whatever, and having like classic teams be a part of it. But I. I am kind of a Sox hater a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm one of those Cubs fans that's like, I it's like fine. Chicago, I but also, no. No, that kind I, of I totally get it. But I'm, we were kind of talking uh, before. We were trying to figure out if there's anything golf-related or anything that could happen that's similar to, like, maybe like a Happy Gilmore tournament or, like, something that's pop culture-related that golf could do that has that same kind of nostalgic factor.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you're, you're right. I mean, you could do a... Uh, the greatest game ever played. You could do. Um, you could. I mean, you can't really relive Ten Cup. No. Maybe Happy Gilmore, but Mm. that's going to be tough, too. I think what you do, I think if you wanted to do that in golf, here's my thought. And I've thought about this for a whole, like, three seconds. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) You just go to, like, a super old school golf course, like Mm. um, a Marion or a National or a Chicago golf. And you get a bunch of tour players and you make them play with old hickory sticks. Ooh, And, you know, there's a whole society out there that still plays hickory golf. Why? uh, I know a bunch of people that do. Actually, one of our GMs, Kyle, has a whole hickory bag. He He does. Yeah, Yeah, he does. We were going to do it, me and him, and he actually went out and got all the sticks and did and was going to do it. You can still buy the old replica balls, all that stuff, and you go out and you play. And I go. It's awesome. I I love the idea of it.
1: That and they could all have like the. Now you like have to outfit. play the golf
0: course a little differently. Got to play the up tees because things don't go as far. But I mean, you play an old school golf course, set up the course with the right tees, and do that. That can be pretty cool. I like would love to watch. It. Uh, you know, um,
1: like. Dustin Johnson Dustin
0: Johnson tried to hit a hickory driver
1: <gasps> he'd break it he <laughs> yeah. would break it in
0: half well they would have to swing differently there's no question but I think that would be pretty cool I
1: would I would 100% pay yeah to see I think that. a
0: lot of people would watch that there
1: you go that's there Nick Sherburn's patented yeah. idea everybody heard it here first <laughs> alright guys we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with a few questions from you that Nick will answer we have a few questions this week um, and we're going to kind of dive right into one that's a bit um, controversial, I guess. I know that if our chairman of the board heard us talking about this, he'd probably hit me in the nose. So let's let's just dive into it. So the Club Connect system. The Club Connect system is what we use to basically connect the club head to the shaft so we can be brand agnostic and we can mix and match all of the brands during a fitting. But there's a little bit of drama behind it. And I will let Nick kind of explain to you what that drama was in the past, how we've overcome it, and then how we use the system today.
0: Yeah. I, th- I mean, uh, to me, there's nothing controversial about anything. Oh, I love having nice conversations and sometimes I like, you know, getting in a screaming match. <laughs> um, but, you know, here here's where this really comes from. I think when I saw this question, we were, we were kind of, it kind of came from the whole thing that sometimes online we hear that, you know, well, your fitting system, you know, sometimes makes things heavier, changes things, whatever. I will tell you, there is certain things that have to be adjusted in a golf club to make these things happen, but they're all for a reason. So it's very important that we have this, this, connects system and club connects was the original founding one of it. And I had an integral part with the designer of doing this 20 some years ago. And, you know, the company took off and eventually they sold the company um, to some competitors of ours. Mm -hmm. And we'll leave that unmentioned. And long story short is they ended up taking that away from us. And so now that takes our ability to fit properly away. And so we saw it as an opportunity to look at the patents and look at everything that we're doing and kind of go, okay, Well, is there something better out there, stronger, easier for the fitters to use, maybe a little lighter? Can we do it ourselves without infringing anybody else right and so we went down this path well ultimately we created something ultimately we got sued for it ultimately we won that lawsuit and ultimately it's a free world now that we won the lawsuit because yep. anybody can use anything which is great and so now we're just left to making our piece for us and what works best for us making it so it looks better for you when you're looking down at the club in a fitting making it lighter for you know so that it's a little lighter and a little you know less cumbersome making sure it's strong so we don't have breakage because Anytime you're putting any kind of connects in the hospital, I don't care who makes it. You're going to have some breakage. It's oh, just, for sure. It's just part of the process. So, you know, we've done a nice job with it. I love it. We mill it all here in the United States. We actually mill it all here in Chicago. Um, it's a It's a really cool piece and we continue to make it better the knock on it like i said uh the only knock on this thing is uh other than the you know the the, the pros oh well, the cons the pros are hey listen you're going to be able to hit any club yep with any shaft right handed left handed you name it you can do anything the sky's the limit which if you haven't had a proper club fitting not having all those options is where a club fitting goes sideways yep but the knock is it adds some weight now I think I've touched upon this another, now that we're 13 episodes, I know I have, because I talk about it all the time. Isaac Newton Force is mass times acceleration. So if you want to hit the ball farther, you usually need more mass. So long story short is that mass 99 of hundred times is not going to affect you. And in the times that it does, we have options. We can take weight out of the head. We can do all kinds of things. So, you know, although on the surface level, I understand the question. I understand the pushback. If you actually were to come in, get fit, understand our system, ask the right questions, we'll give you the right answers. If you haven't already heard them on this uh, podcast, but it's it's literally you cannot do a fit the proper way without having system like this because you'll never be able to have all the options. Correct. And the options are what's king.
1: I agree. Yeah, so it's it's one of those situations where it's kind of you can't have your cake and eat it too in this case where it's like you want to be able to test every single thing. Yeah, we're going to have to add some type of connector piece to be able to put the head with the shaft. Otherwise, you don't have those options. Like those are those are your choices. Well,
0: <laughs> I was saying I don't know if I was on XM radio where I was the other day. We were talking about, you know, uh, somebody asked me the question of, of well, let's say I come in a titleless person and um, I ultimately don't fit into that or whatever. I said, well, that's the beauty of having all the options we do because you can sit there and say, I'm a tileless person, but we're going to test all this different stuff, right? And then ultimately, we may find that two or three all work for you, mm-hmm. but you would have never been able to do that unless you have the ability to change shaft, all keep all the specs the same, but change one certain little thing. Yeah, this allows you to do that. That's what's so powerful, and you know. Um, it's why you see most fitting places have some kind of connect system like this and then add that options because they see the power of having all those options
1: and I actually think our winning the lawsuit actually helped all of our competitors because now it's kind of like free reign so people the the competitor who owns it notwithstanding, now anybody can use yeah. pretty much any system.
0: Absolutely. I mean, before there was one player in town and then that was it. And they yeah. were going to make sure that they stayed one player in town. And we kind of went up and fought that battle and said, you know, that that doesn't make any sense. If yeah. you look at like OEMs, the manufacturers, tailor made titles, they all have their own, right? Mm-hmm. And they've worked around that, but no one's going to touch them. They're all big and they're not going to, They're. it's not worth flying around lawsuits, but when you're small club fitting organizations, it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I can, this, I'm a semi My big fish in a small pond, and I can take that out. Well, we we kind of leveled the playing field with that, and you know, for us, it makes no difference if everybody else does it, because then we have our other secret sauces, our fitters, and everything else we do. Um, But but so for everybody having this, all it does is bring light that if you are doing a fitting that has multiple options and the ability to take this shaft and put it in this head and vice versa, you're probably not getting the all-in tour fit.
1: Right. Agreed. So that was a great question. Thank you to our listeners who submitted that one. We also had one, um, and this is actually a question I get sometimes on social media, and it's more from people who have either never been fitted or they aren't as familiar with the club champion process of fitting versus what you might see at your country club or a smaller fitting competitor. But so... Nick, can you tell us how many swings, generally speaking, do customers in a fitting take with each shaft and club head option so that way we can determine, you know, whatever the best option is and how, you know, it's going to be a small amount uh, comparatively. Like, how can we tell what's best with a small amount of swings?
0: Yeah, you you take a lot of swings when you come to a club champion fit because we're going to test a lot of options. Now, you're not going to maybe take a lot of swings with each product. You got to remember, we start with shaft first. So we isolate variables in our fit. So we always start with shaft. And then once we go through all the shafts, then we isolate the head and people you know, we will break this into two questions sometimes because you just asked me the other day because you had a question of why do we start with shaft? Well, we start with shaft because shaft is what connects you to the golf club. So the shaft actually dictates how you're going to swing the club, how repeatable you're going to swing the club, and then how fast you're going to swing the club. So once you have that down, then you can use the head to further tweak. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we always start with the shaft. And And I have a cool story of how we got to the swing count um, happened about 20 years ago, Okay, right? Maybe two or three years into this endeavor. um, I made a friendship and uh, still friends today and had a lot of opportunities. This guy's won two U.S. Senior AMs and a Burst Senior. Mm -hmm. Uh, Member at every nice, I mean, Chicago golf, Pine Valley, you name it. And luckily I've been good enough to go to these places with him, but he's a good player. I had good amateur, one of the decorated, most decorated amateur players in the last 30 years. And um, long story short is he came in for a fit once and you know, I'm hitting balls, he's hitting balls. And he he finally, he's like, are you gonna stop me? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I've only, you've only hit it like five or six times. He goes, Nick, if I can't hit this thing in three to four times, then why do I need you? That's true. And his point was, is I'll make anything work why I'm here to get club fit, why I'm here to get dialed in as a great player is because I want something that I know within, uh, if it's working in three swings, it's gonna work all the time for the most part. Because
1: you're not overcompensating. Right, or and so that
0: was his whole thing, and the light went on in my head as a pimple-nosed 19-year-old, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you're right. It's also what drove me to being, putting tons and tons of product in the stores <laughs> because you have to have a lot of products to do that because you have to find that thing that magically kind of lines up that within three or four swings, you're consistently hitting it better. Yeah. That's the idea of a good club fitting. Getting those muscles to react so it's kind of this free-form thing that allows you to hit the ball great with more speed, more power, more consistent. And so that's what we've always taught is like, listen, don't waste swings with stuff that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Hit three or four shots. If you're getting something that's performing well, then good. Keep it. If you're not, get that thing out of there.
1: For sure. And most of our fitters will eliminate like absolutely crazy mishits or like you shanked it into the wall or whatever. Right. Like we take those out, but we get at least a good five or six But here's swings. the other thing
0: thing I want people to know, like once you get dialed into the stuff that is working, you're going to hit it a ton. Mm -hmm. So you're going to hit the shaft a ton, you're going to hit the head a ton, you're going to hit the combo a ton. So it's not like you're going to hit three or four shots and the fitter's going to be like, you know what, that's it, you're done. (laughs) You're know, you going to hit a lot of shots, it's just we're not going to waste strokes when we're testing until we get to that final point and then you're going to hit plenty of shots. Mm -hmm. And listen, we're never going to stop you at the end of the fit from hitting as many as you want with that final combo to make sure you like it, Right. but we're also trying not to make sure that you waste a bunch of swings on stuff that's just not working at all. And
1: well, we don't want you to be tired either. Yeah. You know, which
0: <laughs> you may still be.
1: Well, yeah. When you're talking about a full bag, that's yeah. what, a thousand I mean, swings or
0: something. Yeah. It's just it's you know what it to do it right. You got to hit balls for sure. You know, that's why when everybody texts me or emails me or calls me and goes, hey, Nick, what do you think about this for me? I don't know. I got to see you. I don't know a flying flip. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I don't, what, how I'm not, I'm not a sorcerer. I go, you, that's what golfers still, it's amazing. Even these people that I'm friends with and play golf with and they do this to me. And I'm like, I've shown you a hundred times how I can hand you two different things and you swing them two different ways. Yeah. And yet you still come to me on this. <laughs> you got, you just have to come in and hit it.
1: I sincerely hope every single one of those people is listening right now.
0: <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> I could start naming names, but I won't.
1: Oh boy, he's got tea. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, that leads us to our next one. Another great question. Thank you guys for asking. Um, This last question that we have is golf related, but not so much club champion related, and it's a little it's a little tea spilling as well. Um, We had someone ask, "Who you think is the most overrated player on tour?"
0: You know, it's, when you sent this to me, it was the one thing that I looked at and go, man, I need to probably look at this and figure it out.
1: You didn't have a name that immediately popped in your... I did. I immediately I had a name that popped in my head.
0: Uh, no, I mean, I, 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 I didn't have... No. I really <gasps> okay. didn't.
1: So what what did your research yield?
0: I didn't even get to the research. So that was going to be my point. I, I just never even like, I was like, oh, I'm going to look into this. This is interesting. And then I just forgot to do it. So, so research is overrated. You, you do your take and I'm sure one will pop up into my head.
1: So mine, Okay. As a player, I think Jason Day is wildly overrated. I think he's a good dude. Wow. Really I
0: th- good. That's a good I think a he's
1: good a one. good dude. Like, I think he's a good person. He seems what like he's a good a D- father. I could
0: have said that about David Duvall, too.
1: Is this fair? Yeah. That's fair.
0: <laughs> but now means. I could go down Ian Poulter.
1: Ooh. Well, it's the hair. That's what keeps him in the... <laughs>
0: Listen, seems like a nice enough guy, a fun guy, but he's wildly overrated, in my opinion. Although, I will get probably beat up for that.
1: But. I Well, I mean, those crazy loud pants you are you. you want to know you.
0: somebody who's not overrated... Chucky Triple Sticks, Charles Howell III. So
1: underrated, yes.
0: That guy, if you go into like career earnings, is like top twenty-five or right. something. Right, and he just won like once.
1: Yeah. It's, I, that's a good question we should have done the underrated I have to put more thought into that one but because a lot of the underrated tend to be like the really young golfers that are yeah. kind of coming up or whatever but as soon as somebody was like who do you think is most overrated I was like Jason Day that's a good. immediately one. and I think again I think he's a super sweet person I mean I've never met him but I th- he comes off as a super sweet person but he also kind of comes off as like the Derek Rose of golf where yeah. it's like uh, wind breaks you, my man. Right. And like, I want you to be healthy or whatever, but also- He is,
0: he is the Derrick Rose of golf. That's, He's the glass yeah. man.
1: That's exactly right. Oh, and I man. feel awful. Like I don't want anybody to suffer, to be hurt, but it was like, why is everybody rooting for a man that can't perform the basic functions of a golf swing without hurting himself? Like, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I don't either. The other thought that came to me when I thought about this question was, is this, this is like where if you were to put this on like Twitter, the comment section would just be unbelievable. It'd blow up. Yeah, because the whole point of like, Like how underrated or how overrated? Because some people would say if like I say Poulter, they're like, well, they they might have like the Chucky triple sticks argument for Mm -hmm. me. Right. I'm just saying like, so if I were to answer this question and we're not going to dive into details, it's just (laughs) perspective. Like if you were to say perspective of what the media has blown up or whatever their popularity is to what their actual career winnings were. I think that's where it is, and that's where like the Jason Day, mm-hmm. um, Ricky Ian Poulter, Ricky Fowler. I love Ricky Fowler. Fowler. That's a good one. No, but I love oh. Ricky Fowler. <laughs>
1: he's one of my favorites. That's but a, he is—he's pretty overrated. Oh, but he's wow. so great. I love him.
0: Yeah, but he's so—he is way overrated. Yeah,
1: he just hasn't won a major. He won the players. I was there. I got to see him win the players. Okay, well, he, yeah, but he still but doesn't want a major. Outside,
0: yeah, he hasn't won a major. How many tournaments has he really won? But he's how many times has he he's on every commercial known to man.
1: Yeah. He is a bit of a sponsor whore, but like you know, I get that money.
0: Oh no, I'm all for it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. So that's when you take these takes. Everybody's like, "Oh, you're the devil." It's like, no. Well, and it's yeah. I mean, it's a personal. I'm fragmenting to this one thing. Right. I'll go have a beer with Ricky. I'll hang out with Ricky. Shit, I would tell Ricky he's underrated. I'm telling him right now.
1: You're trying to run out overrated. Overrated. Sorry, man.
0: Maybe it's motivation.
1: Uh, in what way?
0: Maybe I'm just a, a good fan, just trying to motivate him to be oh, a better. I'm sure. Like, he's, he cares what I, my opinion on Twitter. is.
1: <laughs> many people have said it to him But I mean,
0: Twitter. that's that's what I, I guess when I started thinking about this point is, I'm like, holy cow, I, I, I could literally probably go on and on about, but then there's just so many, so you kind of have to segment it. Yeah. Courses, I thought was, when he said courses you think are overrated, I think that's an interesting one.
1: I don't have a huge opinion on this yeah. one, because I haven't played as many courses as you have.
0: I've played a lot, and it depends. You, It's also one of those... Those things like—is it tour courses? Is sure. it every course on the planet? Is it all these things? Like, if Joe was here, our uh, chairman of the board, I'd tell him Olympia Fields is the most overrated. It, golf he'd course. punch you in the face. I know. Well, we, I tell him it all the time. <laughs> I've told it since the day I met him. I don't I know how you Olympia guys can Field be in the North same room. is an overrated golf course. Oh,
1: that is a hot take.
0: <laughs> it's, it's been my take. It's been my take for a long time. Now, is does that make it a bad golf course? No. no. It just makes it overrated.
1: Correct. Well, it's the same. Jason Day's not a bad golfer. He's yeah. just overrated. Right. Yeah,
0: but I I was trying to think of like the overrated golf course like on a tour level like that mm-hmm. all people know. So I'll tell you what mine is. It's going to be extremely bad, but the um, uh, TPC Sawgrass <gasps> is overrated to me. You're
1: just wrong. Yeah. You're just wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've played it a couple times. Now here's the thing. You play it as a uh, normal human. It's, to me, it's overrated. Overrated you, because
1: it's not a tour quality course? I, or... I just don't,
0: yeah, the quality of it isn't that good. The holes aren't that dynamic. Now, if somebody was in here that knew me well, they would just go, Psh. Nick hates Florida golf. That's fair. Sort of true. Sort of true. <laughs> sort of true. So there might be some biasness in there. That was one that came to my mind was because like I'm taking out like a lot of the small ones like you could have said like Brook in Florida okay, or one sure. of these. I'm, I'm talking like the bigger ones. Yeah. Like the bigger names. Like TPC of Sawgrass would be one for me.
1: Man, I vehemently disagree with that one. <laughs> but
0: another one that, and I think I've kind of already said it on the podcast. Yeah, which one? Torrey Pines.
1: <gasps> okay, you have, okay? You have said that. That's a super hot take. Yeah. Like that is that take is on so fire. So here's the thing
0: about Torrey. Torrey, awesome views. Awesome, beautiful. Can't, yeah, beautiful golf course.
1: Me. Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. And I bet you. There's I people have no listening. Need. I've
0: played it twice. Note, and uh, I played it once. And I said, I never need to play this again. I had a chance to play it again for, like, somebody was taking me out there. I played it again. I'm like, I would never sign up myself to play this again. Wow.
1: There are people listening who are like, I would give my left something to yeah. play this course. <laughs> you want
0: to, you and I'll give you one third one that people know. Uh-oh, okay. And I've always said this. So, like, you go to Monterey Peninsula, and you got Spyglass, and you got Pebble, and you got Del Monte, and you got all these places. Pebble? Meh. So here's the thing. I'm gonna, Now, I got a little aggressive just to kind of get a draw out of people. But here's the deal. I actually got engaged on the 18th green of Pebble Beach. Okay. So I've been there a couple times. been very lucky in my life to go there a couple times with a couple different things. And Pebble Beach has the most unbelievable views of about any golf course. I mean, I've played Bannon a couple times. Great views. There's something about Pebble and the views of the bay and the stuff. I just think that it's even better than Bannon. The golf course?
1: Meh. It's okay. Oh, my god. Okay. <laughs> you thought you caught hate for your LeBron yeah. takes. This is this is going to be it. Okay, like, you're going to so start off
0: on a par 4 that's like locked into these like, you know, uh, hotel rooms and it's basically like a 4 iron off the tee and a wedge in. And, you're, and there's no view other than these, you know, hotels. Buildings, yeah. And then you go to the par five next hole that's just a straightaway par five. Again, you got a road going up the right that goes to nowhere. <laughs> you got the hotels and houses on the left. It's like, meh. You finally get into the way. I mean, there's like a six hole stretch that I'm like, okay, there you go. That's Pebble Beach. Yeah. But it's that six-hole, seven-hole stretch. Other than that, nothing. you're just like, they're not bad holes. There's just not a whole lot there that you can't get at a whole lot of other places. All right. That's my I, argument. I think that's fair. That's my whole argument. So it's it's funny. I, I've had this concept. And people that have played Pebble, I think some, if I explain it that way, mm-hmm. will be like, you know what? I kind of didn't. You get lost in it, right? Like the first time you play, you're just like, I just played Pebble. The whole thing was fantastic. It's the greatest thing ever. Sure. I've been lucky enough to play it 10 times in my life. By the 10th time, you're going to be like, oh, okay, and you're going to start dissecting a little bit. And you're yeah. going to be like, Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, and course design plays, it should play a big role. But I think that we, as viewers, just see tour players play certain things, and that becomes the aspiration. Like, I would love to play Augusta. I never will, but like that, I don't, the course could be awful, but because the Masters is there, oh, I mean, I'm not. (laughs) It ain't going to happen. I already can tell you that. (laughs) But like, we see the tour players do it, and we want to do it. So I think you kind of get blinded by that. I will tell
0: you one of the not overrated golf courses, and it's continuously the number one in the world, is Pine Valley that's fair and i will say because as you can tell i go on a lot of golf trips and a lot of golf excursions and you know i feel like i got a pretty good beat on like measuring a golf course and i get to a lot of these places all psyched up and i leave going yeah it's okay pine valley i've been to twice delivered both times mm-hmm. every hole is a painting and it's unbelievable. Every hole is distinct. I The minute, the first time I walked off it, I could, I could walk you right back through that golf course, through just talking to you and tell you, this is hole one, hole two, hole three, hole four. I could tell you what directions they were pointing. I could tell you everything. It was that, each hole was so carved and so memorable that there wasn't one slowdown on the 18 holes.
1: Oh my gosh. We really need to contact them and be like, hey, we'll do these live reads for you. <laughs> Nick's very passionate about I, your product. I'm, I'm
0: gonna tell you right now, Fine Valley doesn't give a shit. No, no, they <laughs>
1: <mean. laughs> do not.
0: And I probably just shot myself in a foot for a membership, not that I probably would ever join there, but um, yeah, no, it's, uh, but it's, it's memorable. I mean, it's, so, I mean, I, I wanna do the golf course thing again. I think what we do, actually, maybe we call this out right now tell us your most overrated, underrated golf courses, and maybe I'll give you my take on some of them on, on, on a podcast. We'll
1: do, we'll do it. We'll put that out on Twitter, too, and see what kind of reaction we can get. We'll Keep stick it with to, the like, courses. Stuff
0: people would know. Yeah. Like, some of the bigger ones around. If you've gone on some awesome golf trips, give us your underrated, overrated, and I'll see if I agree or disagree, and we'll, I'll have some fun with it.
1: Okay. Well, we'll make this happen on social media. And as always, you guys, if you have any questions that you want Nick or myself to answer, golf-related or otherwise, because clearly. we're going off the rails here (laughs) just hit us up on any of our social medias we have instagram twitter and also youtube if you want to hit us up there we'll try and answer as many questions on the podcast as we can and we appreciate you guys as always hey everybody thanks for listening to fits with the founder remember to rate review and subscribe to support the show and if you want more equipment content follow club champion on instagram